Today's podcast is how to recognize emotional landmines and how to deal with them. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. Have you ever been in a conversation with a friend and they'll say something that instantly triggers an emotional response in you? Or have you said something to someone else that received a much greater emotional response than was called for? I know you have. We all have. We have either been triggered by what someone else said to us, or we have innocently said something that triggered someone else. When that happens, you have uncovered an unhealed emotional hurt, which Cindy and I call landmines. In this podcast, we're going to talk about those unhealed emotional landmines and how to deal with them. Today's verse is Luke 4.18 that says, I came to heal the brokenhearted. You know, when my kids were little, they had an uncanny ability to set off my unhealed landmines better than anyone else. Most of the time, they were doing nothing more than just being kids, and something inside of me would get set off, and I would become instantly angry at them. And sadly, more times than I'd like to admit, I reacted out of the anger and would either overcorrect or yell at them. I hated what I was doing to them, yet something inside of me was so broken that I would blame them for my outbursts. You know, if they would just do what I tell them to do, then I wouldn't need to yell. The kids were triggering a landmine that they did not create nor put in my life. They just happened to be the ones who triggered the landmine. And unfortunately, they got the explosion. You know, as we know, a landmine is an explosive device that's buried underground in a war zone. Being buried, they are only discovered when they're stepped on and they explode. So what do we mean by unhealed emotional landmines? These are wounded places on the inside that usually got put there by something that happened in childhood. Uh, some of the woundings can be a result of something as an adult, but most of them are planted there when we're children. They're unseen, yet they can be as controlling or debilitating as if you had a physical illness or handicap. They're often formed as a result of a traumatic or negative event and they might be formed by a series of negative events. In my case, the landmine that my children triggered on a regular basis was one that was put there over time. It began by being the youngest child in the family of highly competent and successful older siblings. It was never done intentionally, but I grew up feeling like I was being compared to my two older siblings, and I was constantly found lacking. My brother and sister did well academically. I had a hard time learning. My sister was the valedictorian of her graduating class. I can remember one time she was worried that she might actually get a B in a class. Now, for me, we celebrated the once or twice that I got a B. Sister and brother never got in trouble at school. I was a highly active child with a creative imagination. That's code language for I was on a first-name basis with the principal. Even though the comparison was never done intentionally by my parents, it was not uncommon for me to get much more negative attention than positive attention. So the landmine that resulted from many years of these experiences said to me that I was a failure and sooner or later I was going to fail at whatever I did. 
Thus, when my kids would not obey something I told them to do, or they wouldn't react immediately, the landmine that I was a failure and I was going to fail at whatever I did would go off and they would get the shrapnel. Landmines can reside in us in many different forms. The most typical ones are wounded places caused by traumatic events. We ministered to a guy recently who had a very uh, angry, alcoholic father. When dad came home drunk, everybody lived in fear. The family lived this way for many years until one day, this boy was about 11 years old, and he had had enough of his father beating on his mother when he was drunk. So the boy got his baseball bat and stood between his father and his mother as her guardian. And as long as the boy was protecting mom, dad left her alone. He protected her for two more years until mom finally took the children and left. In his healing time with Jesus, Jesus showed the now 35-year-old man that he was still holding on to the baseball bat to protect himself and his family. Jesus showed him that it was safe to drop the bat and allow him to relax and that Jesus was there to walk him through every situation. When we asked Jesus where he was when that little boy felt like he had to protect his mom, Jesus clearly showed him that he was with him every day, just waiting for him to ask for Jesus' help. This is a landmine that is very emotionally based. Although this boy made a conscious decision to protect his mother and himself from dad's anger as a child, he did not realize that he was still clutching the bat today to protect his family. He held on to the bat even tighter for anything that he perceived as a threat to his family or himself. His belief that he had to be the protector made him live on edge, and he would become very defensive and angry very quickly. That encounter with Jesus in the midst of his memory made all the difference. Today, he is a different man as a result. These traumatic events can be any number of things in one's life, from a divorce, an accident, a fire, getting fired from a job, an illness, any type of physical or emotional or sexual abuse, or any other thing that might happen to people. The one common theme in all of these events is that when they happen to the person involved, they were powerless to stop them. They were victimized by these events. For other people, their landmine is a lie that they believed. We call them ungodly beliefs. That was my experience. I was believing a lie that kept getting triggered, causing me to feel like a failure. What Jesus did for me was to take me back to a memory of a time that I blew up at my kids. He then brought the lie that I was believing into the light so that I could see it. As obvious as, as it is now looking back, at the time I had no idea why I was struggling with my anger. Then when I saw the lie and allowed Jesus to bring healing to my wounded heart, Remember, I came to heal the brokenhearted. He told me that what I had believed all these years was a lie. He spoke the truth to me, and my life has never been the same. From that moment forward, I no longer struggle with anger like that because the lie has been broken and my heart has been healed. You know, it's very common for Jesus to address lies, ungodly beliefs. At the same time, he's bringing healing to a wounded heart. This is because the wounded heart and the lie that is believed are usually connected. When we look at life through a wound, the wound distorts the lenses that we look at life through. And whatever we see through that distorted lens is also distorted. 
For example, it's very common for children who've been physically, emotionally, or sexually abused to blame themselves. A lie they might believe is something like, you know, if I was a better kid, then this wouldn't have happened. Or, I must have done something to cause them to abuse me. It was my fault. When Jesus comes into that memory and brings healing to the wounded heart, he usually breaks the lie by speaking the truth to them. It's amazing, truly amazing. Some landmines can actually be inherited. There have been studies that have proven that the children and grandchildren of Jewish Holocaust victims experienced trauma as a result of what their ancestors went through. We see in RTF ministry how there are sins and curses that are passed down in the bloodline from generation to generation. So seeing that trauma can be passed down from generation to generation, that's not much of a stretch. We've done ministry with people many times when the trauma they experienced happened either in the womb or before, and they're experiencing the trauma today. So enough of the trauma. Let me tell you a few healing stories that we've seen over the years. You know, we took a guy named Mike to a memory, and Mike in his memory was flying in his father's private airplane as a young man of, oh, probably 24, 25. Mike's father was a very accomplished and highly decorated Vietnam War veteran, fighter jet pilot, who had restored a World War II-era P-51 Mustang fighter plane. Amazing plane. It was his father's pride and joy. Mike would often go with his father to air shows and other events, flying together in his father's beautiful plane. The one thing that never happened was Mike was never taught how to fly by his father. So, in this memory... Jesus rode up to Mike in this incredibly beautiful and special airplane that Mike immediately knew belonged to Jesus. Then Jesus asked Mike to go for a ride in his very special airplane. Once they were in the air, Jesus told Mike to take the controls, that he wanted Mike to fly his very special airplane. In that one instant, Mike's heart was healed from the landmine placed there by his father. Mike has never been the same. Jesus knew exactly what to say and do with Mike in order to bring about this incredible healing. And he knows you just like that as well. He knows what you need and how to heal your broken heart. So I want to tell you one other story, although Cindy and I have seen many during our RTF ministry sessions. The thing we see over and over again when Jesus brings us healing to a wounded place is how very intimate Jesus is with each one of us. He doesn't have a cookie-cutter method on how to bring healing. He touches each person in a way they need to be touched. No two healing sessions are ever the same because no two people are the same. And when they have met personally and intimately with Jesus, they also are never the same again. So there was a guy who was dealing with a large amount of discouragement. Every place he looked, he only saw the negative, which made him even more discouraged. In his healing time with Jesus, Jesus took him back to a memory of being with his dad, and the only things his dad would say to him were negative. The only times his dad would say something even remotely positive, he would couch it with something like, that was a nice job, but if you did it this way, it would have been better. As he was telling Jesus about his discouragement, and the fact that he felt like a disappointment, he looked up and Father God drove up to him in a golf cart. 
Now, the golf cart was very significant for this guy because that was the only place he was able to connect with his earthly father was on the golf course. So God rode up to him and asked him to ride in his golf cart. This one event spoke so much acceptance and value that it made the feelings of discouragement and disappointment go away forever. Well, (laughs) as you may have already guessed, I'm that guy. And the fact that God knew me so well that he knew what riding in his golf cart would mean to me has changed my life forever. You know, the funny thing about that experience is I don't think we ever played golf. We were just riding in God's golf cart together. And that, being together, made all the difference. So, friends, please don't put up with emotional landmines in your life. When they're triggered by something in life and they become evident, use that painful triggering to show you another place in your life that needs to be healed. Then set aside time, either by yourself or with a trusted RTF minister, to take that wound to Jesus. He'll never reject you. He will only bring his healing touch to that wounded place. After all, he said, I came to heal the brokenhearted. (laughs) Father God, thank you for your intimacy. Thank you that you know each one of us so well, that you knew what the golf cart would mean to me. You knew what the airplane would mean to Mike. You know what each one of us needs because that's how intimately you love us and know us. And Lord, even in the midst of our sin and and disgusting behaviors, you do not reject us, but you accept us because you know that there's more to us than that wound. There's more to us than the brokenness that we experience. So I just pray for each one that's listening right now, Father, that if they have places, if they have landmines in their life, Lord, they wouldn't put up with them that you would give them the courage to deal with them, either on their own, just you and them, or with a trusted RTF minister. Get together and pray through and allow the healing to take place because healing is so, so good. So again, thank you, Father, for your healing touch. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for the golf cart. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.